Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I am LaDerek Riel. I'm Leah. And today we're going to talk about the fear of failure. Dun, dun, dun. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, wherever you're listening, thank you for choosing us and we will not disappoint. So, Ray, how do you define failure? Um... Failure is very subjective. Okay. So I guess it kind of depends on that particular person. Um, But for me, it is not meeting the expectations that I set for myself. And so it used to be like other people, but I'm like... Like other people's expectations of you? Yeah. I used to focus on other people's expectations of me, and I would equate that to my failure, but I'm like, I can't hold myself to the standards that you set for me. I can only hold myself to the standards that I set for myself. So that's what failure is to me. And that's smart. That's a smart way to look at it, because you can only be accountable for yourself. You cannot be accountable for how other people see you, honey, and you should not, because you will never meet other people's expectations. You never will. Um, My definition of failure is similar. So basically, I look at failure as not doing what I told myself I was going to do. So if I told myself I was going to accomplish this goal and I didn't do it, then I failed. Um, I used to do that as well. I used to be a people pleaser, like 100% people pleaser. Like I didn't even have my own personality to the point I just wanted people to like me. Not and it's like, I'm just, I did not like, I think, <laughs> I think I've always been a loud person. And then when I would be at home, I'm like, a, I'm a secluded person, but, um, I didn't really have my own personality because I wanted people to like me. Like I wasn't, I moved around a lot as a kid. Cause we're talking about our personal failures and the next episode will be our professional failures. So make sure y'all stay tuned. But as a child, I just wanted my family to like me. I just wanted, I came from a broken household. So it was like, I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted everybody to be happy to be around me. Then um, as a young adult, I just wanted to have friends because I moved around so much. It was like, but I didn't know I didn't fit into what like was cool, like the mode of like, oh, you have a car or you have friends who have cars or you having sex or oh, you doing drugs or oh, you talk back to your teachers or oh, you bad or oh, you got the nicest clothes. I didn't have none of that. So I would just do whatever to like try to try. I wouldn't do whatever, but I would do what I felt like was close enough to be accepted, but then it wouldn't work either. So um, then as an adult, I let it go. Yes. I said, I'm not people pleasing. I think when I got to college, I decided I was done with that. I was like, I'm going to just, whoever, really, actually, my senior year of high school, so whoever wants me is going to want me, and that's that. And I'm not going to try to, like, just be a people pleaser anymore. I want to please myself. So, yeah, I agree that that definitely is failure. So, do you think that failure is important to succeed? Like, do you think in your personal life that it was some some ways you had to fail in order to succeed? Um, in many aspects, yes, because you have to, if it's handed to you too easily, you're not going to want it in the long run. And so there are times you're going to have to stumble and go through certain situations to show you like, Hey, we're just checking on you to make sure you still want this goal. Listen. <laughs> we're just checking in. We're going to throw a little razzle dazzle at you and make sure you Listen. still want this. How and, bad do you want it? And I think that's important because you, like, if you win, 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 you'll never know what it's like to lose. So when, as you're winning, you feel like you're entitled to this instead of saying, I deserve this. 
it shouldn't just be mine because I said it's mine. It's mine because I put in the work, I put in the time, the blood, sweat, and tears. Like, this is mine. Whatever I'm trying to accomplish, I earned that. It wasn't handed to me. And so I think it's important to fail along the way and go through certain things that'll build your character and make you a better person as you are on your journey to whatever it is that you're trying to succeed. I agree. Um, All of my past romantic relationships, all of my past friendships, um, all of my family relationships that may have failed, I appreciate every single one of those failures. I'm talking about every single one of those failures because... Um, and my friendships, when they, when they finally did fail, I was able to learn how I could be a better friend to people because you, you're so, you think you're so good to people that sometimes you're not so good to people. Sometimes you're not the greatest person that you thought you were. Even in my felt relationship, uh, romantic relationships, I found out Aaliyah, yo shit do stink. It do. Like, you are not perfect. You are not the easiest person to be with. Like, at all. You require a lot out of people. And sometimes you don't even show up that much for them. Like, you got to really like. It really made me appreciate the success that I have now in friendships. And the success I have now. And, you know, this new relationship. We ain't going to talk about it too much. But um, if, if that's why y'all came, I'm sorry. Just nosy. Go on and click it off, baby. Click it off. You're not getting no details (laughs) besides what I'm going to give you. You're not getting nothing juicy. Well, you might get a little juicy, but not too much juicy. But, um, like, you know how people say, like, oh, you got to date people that were bad for you to appreciate somebody that's good. I don't really like that statement, but I do like the statement of you might need to experience other people before you find one. Now, some people end up with the person they've been with forever. And you know, then y'all go, you might go through failures with that person, and then y'all, you know, y'all succeed at the end of the day. But I definitely am an advocate for a different saying of like, hey, sometimes you need different experiences with people just so you know what you want. Like what you were saying, is this what you really want? Is this what you really don't want? Like, you really do have to figure that out. So, do you want to share a time, excuse me, do you want to share a time where you feel like you failed in a personal relationship, or you want me to go first? Oh, you can go first. Oh, not me sharing my failures. You go first. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you first. Um, I failed by dating an ex twice. Um, I will not say his name, but um, if you went to Fort Valley, you know what I'm talking about. So I dated him in college, and he cheated on me countless times. He got a girl pregnant while I was deployed. Um, he was just rude, disrespectful, just tr- emotionally treating me like trash. But while we were together in well, not but however, when we weren't when we were dating in college, he was the only person that I had there for me emotionally. So it was like you were wrecking me emotionally and you were also there for me emotionally. Like I wasn't really close to my family at the time, and it's like I don't want to say that he was that malicious because I don't think he was that smart. Like I'm not saying the man is not smart, but he wasn't that smart to think that deep. Like, I don't think he was. I don't think he was that conniving in his brain to say, hmm, Aaliyah doesn't, isn't close to her family, so I'm going to use that so that way, da 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 But then at the same time, I do think he kind of did that at the same time. Again. But anyways, so we dated, and then we broke up. And then when I was an adult, well, I'm an adult now, a couple years ago, we dated again. And I thought he was different, da 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 Now, let me tell y'all something. People do not change. They pivot. People do not change, they pivot. What I mean by that is a person usually is who they are, 
but they might um, alter certain aspects of who they are, but at the core, that's who they are. Like, I think a selfish person can open up their heart to give to certain people, but at the end of the day, they're always going to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Like, it might not be as selfish as they used to be, but they are still a selfish person is what I'm saying. So I'm not saying people don't change completely. I just don't think people, I don't think people do 180s. I don't think people do that. I think people do 240s. You know, I'm kind of there, but no, I'm I'm still going to do what I want to do at the end of the day. Um... I think I said the measurements right anyways, but I dated him the second time and then he tried to beat me up. Wait, you mean a 90? A 90? Yeah, then that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, that's the clip right there, ain't it? That's the clip. Right I was like a 240. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. Don't judge me, don't judge me. It's after hours, okay? It's just o'clock. But we dated the second time and um, he ended up doing the same things. Not getting a girl pregnant, but like, cheating and lying and he was so good at this time and like I kind of as a failure because I should never date him the second time anyways but I learned a lot from dating him a second time so I appreciate that failure of dating him twice and realizing Leah hey there's still some stuff that you haven't worked on yourself and you really got to do that work. Like, you can't just say, oh, I forgave somebody, da 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 Like, you don't always have to let, when you when a relationship fails, you don't always have to open back up to that relationship. And that's what I learned is, like, I think God brought him back into my life for me to heal and get over what he did. Um, not for me to date him again. And that was my failure. But I learned. I learned Jesus. So thank you for my new boo. Mm, Heavenly Father. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I would say I failed in a relationship by um, expecting a person to do things for me that I was not doing in return. Mm. So I went through this period of time where I felt like you should be doing this for me. You should be doing that for me. You should take me here. You should do this. You should do that. You should show me this type of support. You should show me this type of love. But then I thought about it and I was like, you ain't really doing that mm. for this other person and it's so it's like so you let yourself down because you had expectations for them that they couldn't maintain and then you weren't doing the things that you were expecting of them so you didn't even set a blueprint of what it is that you're looking for in your relationship mm. and so but I, wanna, I do want to piggyback on the 180 thing like I feel like depending on the person so like sometimes people go be the same it's just, it's just in them they're not going to change if they mm-hmm. haven't healed if they haven't figured out what it is that they needed to figure out they're never going to change they're going to do 90s yep until they meet a person or a situation happens that requires them to do a 180 and they got to want to do it and they have to want to do it because if you just let life pass you by you're going to do a little 90s here and there but you will never complete a 180 and so I just think sometimes when you put in that work to be a better person, it does eventually happen. But you also have to understand when it become, when it comes to being a better person, you have to eliminate the triggers and the temptations that caused you to be that previous person so you can remain that new person in your 180. So it kind of just, it's a lot of different aspects to it. If you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So then how do you recover from failure? Um, I'm the type of person, I gotta talk about it a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> to keep talking about it because it's gonna that first day I'm gonna be really upset. I'm gonna be so mad at myself and beat myself down, and it's gonna bother me for a while until I keep talking about it until I'm like. I know my friends tired of hearing me talk about this shit, so I'm tired of hearing myself talk about it. I'm the same it. way. I'd be like, I know you're tired, and but I gotta get it off. I just, I have to talk about it. And then it goes from me talking about it to me saying I'm over it when I'm really not over it. And then I go into the phase of, okay, now let me actually do the work to be over it so I don't have to bring it up. And I can use that as a reference of where I was and what I did, and here is where I am now. So that's how I do it. So basically, I run my mouth. Hey, sometimes sometimes you gotta run your mouth. I'm a, I'm you gotta a, run your mouth to people you trust because yes. some people will run. You'll run your, your mouth business. and they'll go run their mouth and, and tell your business. And now you at a dinner party and people asking you about your business. Mm. Mm. And I'm gonna pull a Porsche. Who said that? Who said that? So y'all just sitting up here coming up with lies about me. So you told them my business. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I'm like, so what else did the person say? Because I want to hear this. This shit is juicy. No, if somebody, if I found out somebody told my business and I was at a dinner party and someone was like, oh, so I hear you're dating so-and-so. How y'all thought I was going to say his name? <laughs> so if somebody was like, oh, I heard you dating so-and-so. And now I'd be like, hmm, that's very interesting information that you have there. Should I leave? Like, I would leave. Like, you're not finna. Or... Cause I would, cause you know, like the petty part of you wants oh, to be shit. like. Ain't nobody tell me when was y'all gonna tell right. me? Right, but the petty part of me wanna be like, well, I know your business too, so blah blah. blah. But I would never do that. But you know, the old me, the old, no, not even the old me would do that. But choose that just violence. sounds something like, no, do not choose violence. When you recover from failure, do it alone. Like when I need to recover from failure, I. Don't definitely drag call me into my your mess. Listen. Because we'll both be upset. Listen. So when I deal with recover from failure, like like a failed friendship or something, mm, I usually just be like, hey, I tried everything I could and I'm done with it. I might need to talk to my best friend and then I'm usually over it. When I have a failed relationship, I need to cry. I need to listen to sad music. Like, I really have to feel the feelings. Like, I need to call my friends. I need to act like I'm okay and then be like, no, I'm not okay. Like, I'm I'm just dramatic. And, I'm just dramatic, period. So, like, when I fail in a romantic relationship, I'm like, why is it me? I look at myself. I look at the other person. I never just say it was their fault, da-da-da. I always, and anyone can say this to you, I always be like, okay, but I did this. And if I didn't do this, then this wouldn't even happen. So, like, I definitely do, like, a whole investigation, really, Man. with myself to figure out, okay, what did you do wrong? How could you do better? X, Y, Z, one, two, three. But I'm now I'm doing better with saying, you know, like, hey, if it didn't work, it wasn't meant to be. And I really do feel like that. Any failure that I've ever had, it just wasn't meant to be. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that a relationship ended whether it was romantic or friendship and I the person just wasn't supposed to be in my life like yeah. some people are are supposed to be here to get you to a certain place like I had friends when I first came home from Egypt Lederic didn't live in Atlanta yet so I um I don't think you lived here when as soon as I got here did yes, you? I did. you lived in Atlanta? I was still at Clayton State yeah you did? you want me to jog your memory? yeah when I had the party what you did before the party in the car? Ah! <laughs> yeah, he did live in Atlanta. Ha! That's the clip. 
that's the tweet. That's the, that's the tweet. Real. Okay. Backspace. But no, I had friends though. When I did come from Atlanta, like I wasn't going out like that. So then I ended up getting friends who went out, but then that friendship ended, but at least that helped me open up that part of myself. Like, okay, Leah, you can go out and have a good time. Like, or it's for, like, it's, it's people I've met and they've helped me with, um, I haven't had anybody help me with business ideas besides LaDerek, but like I've met, even guys I've dated have, it's a guy I dated um, this year. Yeah, I dated him this year. And he, um, we were talking on the phone one day and he told me this and it really likes, I keep it in my head now. He was like, I don't leave anything for tomorrow that I can get done today. He's like, I will be at work all day long until I get it done because I'm not, if, if it can't get done tomorrow, then I need to get it done today. And what I took from that wasn't to be a workaholic because I feel like sometimes I already can be a workaholic is what I took from that is if I can get this done today, I don't need to put it on tomorrow. And so now, even when I'm around the house and I'm like, oh, I can sweep tomorrow, it's like, why not sweep today? Then, or it's like, oh, I can fix this towel right tomorrow, no, why not fix it today? And it's really helped, it's helped me to stop being a procrastinator because I used to be a professional procrastinator. Like, I'm talking about, I'm getting stuff done, I'm getting A's on papers, like, it's, it's, this ain't no sloppy job that I'm doing at the last minute. I just was like, girl, you do your best work at the last minute. Like, but then I realized how stressed I was being like that. So when he said that, I took it and just applied it to everything. And I was like, I appreciate, even though it didn't work out between me and him, I appreciate that nugget of information that he gave me because it helped me in my life. Period. Um, so in your relationship that you were in whether it was a friendship relationship or personal relationship if you all had a failure mm -hmm. did you have you ever tried to recover and then you actually recovered successfully because i want people to know that even if you're friends with someone and you guys might hit a wall or even if you're in a relationship with someone you guys might hit a wall that you can find success in in those failures but I think what's important to know is, is the relationship worth the fight? I think once you answer that question, if you can say yes, then you can start recovery from a failure. Yeah. So that's what I was asking. Have you ever been in a situation like that to where you recovered successfully and y'all are better than before? So you might not be at the place you were before, but you guys are better. And you can say like, hey, we have crossed that line of where we were and we're in the the happiness of what we can be now uh friendship wise i would definitely say so you say yes for friendship i would say yes for friendship only because my friend rachel um hey rachel so like we would go through these phases well we were going through these phases of we would be cool for a good period of time and then stop talking for a period of time and then be cool again and then stop talking and be cool again. And so it got to the point the last part, the last time, I was like, like I told you, I said, we're gonna eventually talk yeah. one day. I just don't know when that day is, but we're gonna mm -hmm. talk one day. And when we did talk- I felt that way too. I never thought y'all were over <laughs> being friends, ever. But when we did talk, I pretty much said like, we need to do a better job at addressing the things that we don't like or bothered us because as friends we need to be comfortable telling each other like you were wrong 
you shouldn't have said this. You shouldn't have did this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I remember I, I asked her the other day her opinion on something. And she was like, do you want an understanding friend or you don't? Or you want me to be the reasonable friend? I said, be the reasonable friend. Don't, don't co-sign my mess. Right. <laughs> like, get me in check. And she was like, well, you know, some people, they, they think what I say is too much. I said, uh-uh. Give it to me. Raw, yeah, give it to me. Give me straight. I want to raw, uncut. No because look, salmonella. I want to know. Like, I want put it me all. in check. Tell me what it is, and tell me I'm wrong or what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking is wrong. And then relationship-wise, I'm in the process of Recovery. starting over and trying to recover because everything that I knew was not good. And so now we're in the process of we really need to fix this if we're going to be together. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with those two. That's positive that you know that you can you can say, hey, I'm we failed, and now we both want to be better. Mm-hmm. We want to be better just with each other in general. I can't say I'm in recovery mode with one friend, and it's it's hard. Oh, not your face. It changed. Yes, it did. Oh. Yes, it did. That's the clap. <laughs> but um, I'm in recovery mode with one friend, and it's hard because I am a person who holds grudges, but I don't hold grudges and then I'm mean to you. Like I hold a grudge and I'm like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Like that's how I hold grudges, and I'm trying to. But that's when you got to answer that question. Is the relationship, you know, strong enough or is it worth it to salvage it? And that's the question that I have to answer for myself. And so I'm in recovery mode and I'm trying and I think I'm being authentic now. But I think that I think the reason that there's a wall still for me on the recovery side is because I haven't said everything. I've said enough, but I, I'm afraid that if I say everything that there would be no recovery. But at the same time, if I want it to be better than what the friendship was, then I have to be honest about everything, I feel like. Because if I'm holding on to, oh, I told her 98%, but I'm going to hold this too, because our relationship can't handle this too, then maybe we shouldn't be friends. Or do you think it's okay to, you know, hold that 2% for the sake of the friendship? But I guess it's, I guess it's, it's for me, I guess, to answer my own question would be, is the 2% important? Right. Because if the 2% is important, then I need to say it. If the 2% is something that I can get over, then I need to just get over it. Right. Now, relationship-wise, um, no. I have never recovered from a failed relationship successfully. So, yeah. And this relationship... You know, I want it to last. Like I said before on this podcast, y'all have heard me say plenty of times, I want my next relationship to be my last relationship. So now I'm in a relationship, so basically I'm married. So, yeah. No, nah, that's no pressure, though. I'm just saying, like... It's pressure. We both know. We both said the same thing, though. So, like, I'm not, like, pressure. Like, we literally been together for, like, two days. So, like... <laughs> I'm not stressed, but I'm, like... I'm not stressed. I'm taking it every day by day. But I think if me and you him... still got a... Uh... The screenshot of your dream engagement ring. I'm gonna be like, yes, you need Here to you go. listen. And Just that's for future only, references. That's the only one I want. But um, I think if me and him hit a failure, because we've hit some failures when we were just dating, and the fact that we were both adamant about talking it out, like saying what we got to say, 
actually trying to hear each other, trying to put each other in a different space so that way we could actually like understand what the other person is saying. Like I've never been, I don't want to like be talking about my relationship too much, but why that's so funny to say I'm in a relationship? Like, wow, y'all been single for forever, I feel like. It really hasn't been that long, but I think. Yo, I can't wait till the next week. She's like, you're my boyfriend and I. Ah, no, I'm not. I, I am that person though. My boyfriend I, and I flew here. I am that person, but I'm not going to say none of that on the podcast, but no, I'm really, no, I'm not, but I really, the only reason I'm saying it is because, the only reason I'm saying this is because I've never dated someone who cares about making me a better person, not for them, but for myself, like, I've never had someone say, Alita, your shit stinks, and this is how we're going to fix your shit, like, I've never had anyone say that to me before, so it's like, wow, like, you actually care. Like it's not, and, and 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 he gives it to me raw, and I'm like, I said I wanted, I just told you I wanted it raw, and he he, he be telling me about myself, child, I be ready to cry sometimes. Like damn man, fuck you, girl. you don't like me, you don't got to talk to me, you can go talk to another girl. Bye. Don't you run here singing Fantasia, friend? Listen, but um, I've never had somebody that actually like cared about getting through stuff and wanted to fight through stuff and wanted to and actually tells me what's wrong with them, like. All other guys I dated, I, they wouldn't they wouldn't tell me what was wrong until it boiled over. He'd be like, "No, you did this, and I didn't appreciate it." Oh, well, you know, let's. I guess we're gonna talk about it then, huh? I guess that's and I and I I love that. But anywho, how do you stay motivated when you're in the recovery? Um, remember the end goal because every day isn't going to be a great day. You just have to get through that day. Yeah. And take each day as one day. And, like, my problem is, like, I know this about myself. I like to control all the variables. That's just me. That's my, me dealing with my childhood traumas. I like to control every situation because I feel like if I control the situation, (laughs) I can determine the outcome. Uh, We'll talk about... In a future podcast, me mm. and my spiritual readings and all Ooh, that. Ooh, I have one too. And I will tell you why I know. Your friend here, he's a hot mess. But um, to help me stay motivated, I just have to ground myself. I'll be like, remember you said this is what you wanted. Now today may be yeah. hard. That doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow's going to be hard. So when you take your ass to sleep, leave that shit right there. Mm-hmm. Wake up tomorrow, it's a new day, and push forward and talk about things that are bothering you right now because don't bring that BS until the next day. And yes. so that's that's my biggest thing on how I stay motivated. Yes, I agree with that. Like, you got to take stuff day by day. Like, that's what I'm doing with this relationship. I'm just taking it day by day. Like, you know, I said I'm married because I am, but I'm just saying, like, I'm taking it day by day. Like, every day I'm married, I just want to stay married. No, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> no, but for real, like, no. No, but I think staying motivated for me is knowing that the other person cares just as much. Yes. Whether it's my friend or a romantic relationship to know that the other person's like, no, I care about our friendship. And I think that's what makes the friendship that I am in recovery mode for makes it worth it is because she wants us to have a better friendship. And I know she wants us to have a better friendship because she reaches out more like we're trying to figure out a comfortable place of how we want to be in each other's lives. And we don't want to lose each other's friendship. It's just we, I, I, I failed in letting too much pass 
that I didn't like happen in our friendship. So that's where the failure is because I can't hold somebody accountable for something that I never expressed. That's true. And so now it's like, Aaliyah, you're telling someone that you consider your best friend all of this stuff at one time and she didn't see it coming. You didn't give her any hints. You're the problem. I'm the problem. I'm totally the problem. The word that you said, that's why you got these chipmunks acting like they out. (laughs) It was, I would definitely take accountability of the fact that, hey, I didn't tell you when everything was bothering me because you were going through stuff in your own life. And I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't, didn't, this is not a little dairy, but I didn't feel like, um, I didn't want to tell her the stuff that was bothering me because we were already moving forward on planning the most important day of her life. So I didn't want to be selfish and say, hey, our friendship is struggling right now because I wanted to make sure it didn't impede on, you know, her, her getting married, essentially. Um, but I love her to death. Like, she's, she has a good heart. You know, everybody makes mistakes is what I tell myself now is that people have given me grace. I'm sure Lederick has given me plenty of she grace. Don't do nothing. I don't know why she be trying because I am an annoying friend. I annoy myself in this house by myself. So I know I be annoying him. No, she don't. Y'all, she don't. I can count on... Y'all, I drop whatever I'm doing to answer the phone. If I was annoyed, I would look at the phone and, it and watch matter. it. Again. I can count on my hand how many times I would say, Lederick, I can't drive. Can you please come pick me up? It hasn't been five. I think it was like three. I think it was three times. But it's definitely been times where it's like, Lederick, look, I'm on the... And I've called her before, too. Hey, but he just, he, the, I'm, I'm in the hole still. Man. I'm in the hole. But no, I think if we give, I think to, I think like just to wrap up our fear of failure is don't be afraid. No, don't be afraid, be afraid because you have to live in your truth. And that's one thing I noticed. I was watching All American. Have you ever seen it? I've seen a couple of episodes. You need to get into it. The show is delicious. We need to talk no, to delicious. our viewers about it because the show, you see, you seen clickbait? Yes. I'm watching okay. clickbait. I'm on episode six. <laughs> Oh, the twist is going to kick you in the butt. Okay, so we're going to talk about TV. We're going to talk about our TV shows um, after we do the second part of The Professional. But I say all that to say on All American, everything that happened negatively to anyone on the show is because they lied. Mm. It's because somebody lied. It was a lie. Someone wasn't telling the full truth. They thought the person couldn't handle the full truth. And so now they're living a lie and it will cause problems in their friendships, personal relationships. So all I'm saying is living your truth so that way you can live a happier life. When you don't give people the opportunity to show you if they can handle the truth, then you're you're like cutting off the relationship at the knees. Like you gotta give people a chance to fail, basically. Like, and if the relationship doesn't work, then it, it wasn't meant to work. Right. Because the relationships that are meant to work, you're gonna fight for it. me and my mom, and this I'm gonna be done after this. Me and my mom had the worst relationship growing up. We didn't we only spoke to each other when we had to, like Literally, y'all, my mom didn't tell me I love you until we got, I got to college. And when she said it, I didn't even know how to respond. I was like, huh? What? Love me. Like, I knew she loved me, but she never, literally never said it. And we fought so hard to get to where we are now. So that's why I'm telling you, you gotta, you gotta like, and even with her, like, I didn't, I'm, we had to get over stuff, you know, just let it go and like move forward. We want to move forward, but it takes two people to move forward. And you gotta give people the opportunity. If you want, if the relationship is worth it then give them the opportunity for you to recover from that failure. But if the relationship is not worth it, it is okay, 100% okay, for you to put yourself first and to walk away. Don't stay in something because of time or history, blah, blah, blah. Living your truth 
And it's okay if you fail because guess what? You're gonna succeed at some point. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, alrighty, you guys. We will talk to y'all <laughs> next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you.